So one thing becoming a mom especially was this really hard reminder that everything can be so consuming. Um, you can be doing everything for your husband and everything for your children and everything for your friends. And this was a habit of mine. It just, it wasn't until Lily that I really like understood what I had been doing because I had no time left. Peeling back all of these layers of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Am I doing this because I want to, or am I doing this because I have to? And then also going behind that layer of being like, and even if I want to, do I have the time and energy space for it? So the, the reason why you have to do it for you first is because if you do it for anyone else, you're just adding to a cup that's already full. And I don't mean like your love cup that's already full, your, your cup that you have consumed everyone else's energy and everyone else's time and feelings and emotions and opinions and facts into this cup. And you're like, where's me? Where's me? Help Me See is a podcast that redefines the word vision through vulnerable and real conversations, my own private introspective ramblings about the things that I think about in the wee hours of the morning, and my deep core belief that your nothingness is your everything and all you have to do is see. I'm Bianca Mora. I'm your host. I am an educator, a photographic artist, and I believe that your daily photo habit can be the key to unlocking the ability to be more present in your everyday life and live deeper into your intention and purpose. We're not about the small talk here. Grab your coffee, get cozy, and let's talk. Hello, good evening. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day you're popping in and listening. I am grateful you're here. I am back home. I was just in Atlanta for a work trip the other week and much like the idea that whenever you think about a red car, you see a million red cars, um, since I've been working on this course on how to stay calm and confident and connected to your vision and your voice uh, when you're working on your craft, regardless of what's happening around you, I have been thrown into a blender of so many shit shows, so many different experiences in which I've I've really been putting into action all of these different scenarios that I really have been doing my whole life and more specifically in every session that I've photographed in the last I don't even know at this point at least 10 years um but this particular session that I did the other week is just one example of what I've encountered it was a very impromptu me taking out my camera um my best friend love her to death but I always tell her 1% jokingly, 99% not joking. She is uh, like a nightmare client for me. <laughs> she does not. <laughs> it's just not aligned. It's just, you know, the things that she wants and looks for is just at odds with what I tend to see and photograph. And what's so funny is that even during me photographing, she rolls her eyes and tells me she looks terrible and not wearing the right outfit and blah, blah, blah. And why are you even taking a picture of this? And then she'll look at the camera or the photos and be like, Oh my God, I had no idea that I would. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to 
give a little bit of air to this idea that sometimes it can feel really deflating when we are taking photographs for someone that we know doesn't get it the way that we get it, doesn't see it the way that we see it, doesn't have this common ground innately. Um, But that doesn't mean that precious memories cannot be captured. That doesn't mean that there's no space for something beautiful. It just makes it an interesting tango um, mentally to, to work through. And in this situation, of course, you know, there weren't stakes in regards to being worried about someone I don't know getting upset and, you know, she wasn't paying me for these, obviously. But it was a situation where typically I wouldn't pull out my camera and I would just be and be there without pulling out my camera. But this afternoon or early evening, I just couldn't not, you know, I was seeing everything in such a gorgeous way and I didn't care that she felt unprepared, quote unquote, (laughs) for these images slash memories to be made. And I absolutely loved the pictures. I haven't even edited them yet, which I can't wait. But there was something in me that felt so fired up about the fact that I was able to create something that I love and that I know she will treasure so much from a space that wasn't inherently an energizing and inspiring space for me. And I think that that is something that you resonate with on some level and have had experience with at some point before. It's a very palpable feeling to have the wind taking out of your sails or to not feel lit up because you're just around someone that you don't connect with on that plane. You know, there's different people that you have different commonalities with and share different passions around. And sometimes... When you're the only one seeing something, it can feel a little bit isolating and a little bit like, what's the point? But I love that I stood firm in knowing the point and made the effort and made the pictures. And and now maybe because of it, both of us have a broader understanding of the importance of what went on that day. I will be posting some of those to Instagram or my website soon. Um, They're not even up yet. I am still editing a shoot from California that I absolutely love. So it'll be a minute before those come up. And you know what? That's okay because I really made it a point to give myself time and space to edit the photographs that I take in such an intentional way. And it feels really good to know that I don't have to rush through the photographs that I treasure so much um, after working so hard or not so hard, quote unquote. I mean, it's not hard, especially when you're in your flow state, but like after being so intentional in a shoot, to not just get it over with and to make yourself deliver early for the sake of being done early when these photographs are forever, right? Like I, it is important for me to touch every single photo. I mean, I spend time on every single photo and I deliver a lot of photographs. It's, it's just my style. It is just what's important to me. Um, so I hold it sacred. And 
I really am clear about communicating how it takes up to four weeks or so to get the photos back because it's not my goal to be the fastest, (laughs) the fastest artist for you. It's my goal to create the most important and the most beautiful images that I can from our time together. So I just wanted to give light to that and really encourage you to stand up for your own process where it feels right. And if there's a part of you that is feeling constricted or feeling rushed or feeling whatever type of way about whatever point in your process, it is totally up to you to give yourself that space. And nothing but good can come out of you doing what's right for you and your work and for your clients. So anywho, okay, today on the show, we have Amber Dolenbath. She is back. We have had her on the show before. She is a self-discovery coach. She's an inner voice facilitator, and she is super passionate about guiding you inwards as you explore and navigate life's transitions. Amber has a new program out called The Temple. I loved having her on the show talking about the program because it truly is something that she dreamed up from top to bottom. And I have an extreme passion (laughs) for people that look at their options and decide, I don't want any of them. And forge their own path. And that's something that Amber has done. So Amber really, really drives home the point of listening to you and making decisions in your life with your inner voice as a compass. Any links on Amber will be in the show notes. I also will have a sign-up list if you are interested in my upcoming course If you are a photographic artist, photographer, a creative, interested in strengthening your vision and connecting to your voice, then sign up so that you will be on the wait list. Okay, enough of the chit chat. Without further ado, here is my chat with Amber. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Help Me See... Today, we have a special repeat guest. I don't have a lot of repeat guests, so (laughs) (laughs) we have Amber Dolan Bath here, and I'm so excited to have this chat. Amber, how are you? Thank you for being here. I am blessed to be here. I love your presence and just excited. I'm so excited to get into it. I, I, the number one reason why I really want to have a conversation with you today of all days is because something that's hot off the press is your new program, the temple. And I wanted to talk about that, um, and really get into the why and what is behind it and how it came to be. Because I think that what's so special about what you're doing, um, is the fact that there really isn't a model that came before it. (laughs) And I love the idea of, when we come into these moments where we realize there's A, B, C, and D, and E, and F, and I don't like any of the options. And I think it's really easy to not realize that we force ourselves to pick an option that doesn't sit well with us instead of creating our own. There's so many times where even though I'm like super aware and try to be super intentional that I'm doing things and all of a sudden I'm like, why the fuck am I doing it like this? I don't even want to do it like this. I can make up my own way, but it's really hard to see that sometimes. So um, first, just like, what is this program? And uh, and then we'll go from there. Where did it come from? Okay. First off, I want everyone to know that I learned a fun fact about podcasting today and I'll get into everything in just a second. But as you were talking, I was like, Bianca, we're like 30%. Like we are above 70% of people who start podcasts. So if you make it past episode eight of a podcast, 
you automatically have bypassed podcast fade and are above 70% of people who started podcasts. And I know that you are way past episode eight. So I passed the fade. That's exciting. Yes. Yes. I just want to celebrate that because what you're doing here is absolutely incredible. Okay. So the temple, I actually, I, I need to start with my why because it's the heart of who I am. I had a spiritual awakening back in 2015. My now husband, but then boyfriend had broken up with me. And um, I was just ready to stop living by other people's rules and start living intentionally. And my perfectionist attitude just kept going on repeat and my hiding from other people because I was different than them was still playing on repeat. And so I had done a lot of programs and a lot of work to finally get to this understanding of, Oh, spirit loves me, my spirit, my soul, my intuition loves me. And that's the same for everyone else too. Bianca's soul chose her. Like it just, we are innately love. And I love this. My inner voice, my soul gave me this beautiful synonym of love is the same as spirit is the same as you. They're all synonyms of one another. And so for me, as I went about my journey and had many ups and downs in life, Uh, postpartum being one of them. Raising a child is not easy every like single day. Right. And I have to show up now for her as much as I'm showing up for me. And I don't want her to live in a closet where she has to hide herself and not be who she is, which means I have to do that first. Mm -hmm. And so I created the spirit of you temple, which is my brand, my platform, because I, We have to go within, we have to do the quote unquote work, but not for anyone else. So we can tap into the self-love that we already have within us and, and live out our life and be seen and heard and witnessed and honored and acknowledged by ourselves first and then by others. And so that's why I created my brand. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the temple is just this like, really easy way to join and Bianca, you don't know this yet, but nostalgia now, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. Nostalgia now, uh, which is Bianca's program was me and you had talked about photography and how to like bring photos into the mix with you. But the one thing I love about nostalgia now is the closing of one chapter and the opening of another. Mm. And so the first of every month we're now meeting um, in the temple mm. to close out the previous chapter and whatever the soul has guided us to the emotions that have come through the wisdom that's come through and then moving into a new month with a new chapter. And I, it was nostalgia now, like as soon as I tapped into the why of why I love nostalgia now so much, mm. I was like, I love the fact that we can close out each month and be conscious creators with our phones, but now I'm saying it, let's bring it to our souls. Yeah. I, and you know, that cadence to the month, it's so empowering because I think that's part of the reason why we love when seasons change. It's like, Oh, it feels like an opportunity for something new. It's like, it's going to feel different, like in the, these months. So what do we want in this season? But really, we, we really have that every moment of the day, but it doesn't feel like that. Right. right. So having a container of sorts that isn't, doesn't have the power to make weather feel different, but <laughs> you know, like come together and have this like opening and closing of something that is smaller. It's amazing because it gives us so many more opportunities in a year to really look at our life with a different lens with like that hindsight 2020. Amen. Uh, um, why this container, why you made a point to say um, for you first and then to be witnessed by a community. Um, can you talk a little bit about the order of that and how um, you've even mentioned uh, 
before when you were talking about how obviously your daughter is like part of the reason of why you want to make sure that she's able to be fully, you know, embodied and expressed. Um, but how, how did that follow your core desire of this and also the program itself, um, the you and then the community? Mm. So one thing becoming a mom, especially was this really hard reminder that everything is, can be so consuming. Um, you can be doing everything for your husband and everything for your children and everything for your friends. And this was a habit of mine. It just, it wasn't until Lily that I really like understood what I had been doing because I had no time left. Um, and so peeling back all of these layers of why I'm doing what I'm doing, am I doing this because I want to, or am I doing this because I have to? And then also going behind that layer of being like, and even if I want to, do I have the time, energy, and space for it? So the the reason why you have to do it for you first is because if you do it for anyone else, you're just adding to a cup that's already full. And I don't mean like your love cup that's already full, your, your cup that you have consumed everyone else's energy and everyone else's time and feelings and emotions and opinions and facts into this cup. And you're like, where's me? Where's me? So when you join any program, you really have to tune into, is this my time? Am I really truly doing it for me? Or am I doing it to get someone to like me or get someone to love me or to better myself, to continue this process of improving myself for the sake of love at the end of it? And if that's the case, you're going to be on a hamster wheel. And so doing it for you really means like tapping into your body and being like, is this the time? Is this the season? Do I have the energy to put towards me? Do I want to put the energy towards me? And once you start making it a choice of being like, oh, I really, I haven't carved out time for myself this year, or I haven't carved out time for myself the entire summer. We're moving into a new season fall here in North America. Like you're able to be like, okay, cool. I want to put time towards me because I want to fill my cup. I want to feel better internally, not for any external thing. And then the community piece, like once you get people to hear you and see you who are basically strangers, I mean, you're not hopping unless you are bringing your best friend into the program, which awesome. But like, unless you're doing that, you're with a group of strangers. So those secrets that you've been hiding, those little things that you haven't given the time or space for because you're scared of someone else's opinion we, you know, in the temple only want what's best for other people in the temple. Like that is rule number one. You want what's best for yourself and you want what's best for the people in the temple. So your, your family's opinions are not going to spew through us. Your, your friends' opinions aren't going to spew through us. We just get to witness you and then cheer you on. So something that comes to mind often when I think about tuning in and it's so funny because just recently I've really uncovered this, um, this divide between my ability to do this with a camera on my face and then without it, which is interesting when I'm making my art, when I'm not actively in my craft is this ability to decipher your intuition. Cause you keep referring to like, go in and listen to what you want, what you want. But like so many of us are at a point where it's so fucking foggy. It's like, what do I want? And I do believe that we all know, but I think it's really wildly frustrating to hear that, you know, it's like, no, I don't yeah. fucking know. I don't know, you know, because there's so much, even when you say, you know, Bef uh, you has to be for you before anyone else. It's like, it's so easy to justify joining a program or buying something when the end goal is like for my kids, for my partner, for the sake of our marriage, for, for my dog. But it's like a program like oh yours. Dog. I love that. That's <laughs> <laughs> program like yours, where it's literally, it's like, no, you, You're, it's like very confronting. It's like temple of you. Um, how, what, what do you say to someone that's like, has 
one has some trouble being able to justify, I'm using the quote thing, justify um, committing to something that's just for them. And then also this idea of like how it can be really hard to feel confident in hearing your voice. Um, So I want to address the fact that one of my favorite clients came to me end of last year and she's like, Amber, I don't know what I want. Like when we did the visualization of like a year from now, she could not do that. So I then did it for three months from now and she couldn't do that either. Like she really, she could not see in front of her. Um, And the work I do with clients allows for the fog to go away. We do a lot of emotional releasing. And so sometimes just tuning in to your body of like, where's the frustration? Where's the anger? Where's the sadness? Where's the fear? Let's tend to those parts of you. So then you can see in front of you is really important. Um, and, and you don't even need to just join the temple for that. Like just DM me and we can hop on a soul activation call. Like I'm, I'm here for it. They're free. Like, let's do it. Um, but I, I needed to say that because, and now she's in the temple and she has a vision for her future and it's taken her months to get there, but she, at the end of the day, she did it for herself and she did it and she's proud of herself and she's smiling. Like she was not smiling nine months ago. And that's not just because of my work. That's because she chose herself over and over and over and over and over again in her life. Um, okay. I forgot your question, but I definitely knew that that needed to come through. Sorry. I forgot it too. Hold on. Because oh, <laughs> yeah. I, and then that makes me think of another question is, uh, well, not even a question, just a point of like, <sighs> I think that with all of the information overload that happens and like all of the resources we have available to us, um, I, personally, I, I'll just say that it's, to me, it's always a green flag when whatever resource, whatever coach, whatever person is re- redirecting you back to yourself, mm-hmm. um, instead of like a step by step, because I think that it's the harder thing to offer. It's the harder thing to say and standing in that, like, no, I, I'm not, I can't really give you a recipe because really, if I did, whether it works or not is kind of irrelevant. It's what's resonating with you. Um, so redirecting someone back to them, their selves is like really hard work, but also the most important and the truest work, I believe. Um, I had asked about, um, uh, ju- the justification of like, being able to at first buy something that's like for me or commit to something that's just for me and not for my kids or for something else or with something else in mind. But also uh, the idea that it can be confusing when you, even when you say, where's the frustration in your body, where is the blah, blah, blah. Like how can someone that isn't familiar with this work do that? Maybe, maybe the best way to explain it is to talk about your soul activation calls or yes. your background in you know um, uh, what you've studied. So I am a inner voice facilitator trained through the Lively community, just Lively. She has a podcast, a whole foundation. Like it's, she's done incredible things, but basically she was fascinated by Abraham Hicks that Esther Hicks could channel this entity, Abraham. And she was like, I didn't believe it the first like hundred times I heard it. Like she was faking it. Um, but then she was like, well, let me tune into my body and like, see if I, I can channel anything. She basically found that everyone can channel their own soul. They just have to get quiet enough to do it. And so I ate that all up because basically I had been living a life of everyone told me all of the rules in which I needed to follow. And that was not working for me. It was not working for me. It was not working for me. So I was tuning into my soul and everything that my family, husbands, like friends were like, you can't do, shouldn't do like play safe. I stayed home with Lily. I, you know, quit my job, decided I was going full-time into my gig, started a podcast, did a trip to California, like all of these things just unfolding because I was listening to my intuition. And you can only receive the information from your intuition 
again, when you've gotten clear to do so. And the clearing of that is the emotional centers of your body. And emotions can exist anywhere. But basically, if you closed your eyes right now, which I know can be scary for so many human beings. I was so scared of meditation. I was so scared of what was going to come forth when I closed my eyes and felt into my body. But if it's appearing to you, especially when you've decided to get center and you've say to yourself, so if you could close your eyes, inhale into your body, place your awareness where you've heard your gut feeling before that intuitive knowing that something good, bad, if you, you needed to do something. And then once you feel into that place, ask your inner voice, are you there? And as soon as you get your yes, that's where you can ask any question or feel into your emotional body being like, where am I feeling sad? Where am I feeling that anger? Where am I feeling that joy? Why the hell do I listen to Amber and Bianca right now? And like, why, like, what's that feeling that brings up to you while you're listening to us? Like, what does Bianca bring to the table that you love so much? Feel into that feeling. And you take the shape and you feel into the emotional bubble, if you will. And it can be like a block. It can be an empty hole. Like this is not a one size fits all approach, but it's just like, where are you feeling it? What's inside of it? What's the shape of it? And you keep breathing until you've processed it. And that can be through tears. It can be through shaking, breathe through sound. It can just be through breath. Exhaling is key in this. And just like why it's so important is to get to that intuitive place because we're not just the mind and we identify so much with the mind, which is this like lovely, amazing thing, but it's also running off of fear right now and not of love. So once you're able to bring love back into the equation, which at the beginning of this show I said is the synonym to spirit, the synonym to you, then you're able to like, oh, this is what I want to do. And it can be as simple as Bianca's drinking coffee right now. I mean, I'm 99% sure. Like she could be like, oh, I want to drink my coffee with sugar today. I mean, she doesn't, but she could <laughs> because her soul told her to. Like you start with the little things. You start with the, the, the basic decisions throughout your day. So then you can do it with the big, scary issues that you're too scared to get quiet with yourself for. First of all, how do you know I don't use sugar? Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Because you announced it in our nostalgia now one. <laughs> of course I shared about my coffee habit. Um uh okay, beautiful. And so what and now connecting the dots. When you go and you said, okay, until when you hear a yes, then you're ready, blah 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 blah. If you don't hear yes, then in theory or in practice, it there's stuff to clear, there's emotions to clear. So what it sounds is what you're saying. So what it sounds like to me is You can always get it. So that's the thing. So even if you don't have, the only reason why your intuition is not going to come through is because your mind is blocking your intuition because it's scared Mm. of what it's going to say. So the basic question of, are you here? Yeah. Allows your intuition to say, I'm here. And then from that place, you can do the emotional work or you can ask more questions, but that's the most basic question because your soul is going to be able to cut through your mind with that one. Most generally, if you don't receive an answer, I don't want you to do the emotional work because it means you're doing it from the mind and trying to like, I need to force this versus like Mm. allowing it to move through. So I do not want anyone to do the emotional work. And thank you for bringing that up until Mm. they've heard their inner voice, their soul, their spirit that says I'm here. Cause Mm. once it says I'm here, then you're able to process. Mm. You know, I find that, um, in so many ways, uh, this kind of nugget is so important to distinguish. And I feel like it took me, it took me a bit to really know this and, um, instead of cognitively know it, just like feel like this is true because sometimes it can feel so not true in that whatever it is that we're meant to do, want to do purpose, why, whatever it is, it really is the peeling off all of the shit that's on us rather than searching and wading through honey and a forest and whatever, and looking through the depths of the internet and, you know, to find ourselves, it really is. It's just at our core and it's just all of the shit that's on top of us that has been placed on from 
even good things, like good things and bad things. That's why it's so confusing is that like some of the things that are in the way of us seeing ourselves are, you know, loved ones and things that feel good, but they're not great. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. And another question that you had asked is like, how do you invest in just yourself without the end goal of something else happening? And I want to address that. I mean, there's been plenty of times that I've signed up for something that the end goal was for to make more money. That was like my biggest thing. Even when I worked with life coaches and not a business coach, it was always to, I, to better myself, to make more money. Mm -hmm. So it was always about the money. And then I um, signed up for, which is funny enough, nostalgia now. And that was the first one where I wasn't, I mean, there's no way I can be like, I'm signing up for nostalgia now for the money. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> you, take no, guys. Of, right? <laughs> like, you don't do that. You don't really? do that. And um, so it had to be for me. And I, even with that one, I was like, oh, I'll do it for my daughter. Like I'll take the photos of my daughter and put it into the, this beautiful collage that you create. Mm-hmm. But I was like, two months I think I was month one maybe month two and I was like none of these photos of my daughter I think it took the second month I was like none of these photos are of my daughter's all of me um so even then I like I signed up for someone else and it came back around so maybe you have like this external reason but just know that it ends up being about you at the end of the day no matter what you sign up for mm-hmm. and that's good yeah that's good there's not I think that I really, I, I grimace every time, you know, I hear the word selfish or, or even no, I grimace more when I hear selfless. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I agree. One thousand percent. No, selfless. Cause it's like, it's not, it's not this altruistic, like it, it's just, if you look a little bit beyond that, you'll always uncover something that doesn't feel good. Like when the times where I, you know, I'm running myself ragged for my kids is not when I feel the most loving. It's just not, you know, and it's just like the surface badge of I did it for them. But really at the end of the day, what are you getting? You know, a pat on the back from someone that doesn't really care about you, you know, like the only person that would commend something that is being selfless is someone that doesn't, isn't as concerned with your well-being, right? Right, right. (sighs) Anyway, I just feel these conversations are so important because I don't know. I think that as you're saying, you know, all these programs, I've signed up for so many programs and courses. And I am, I think that is one of my number one, um, I don't want to call it advice, but like, it's just a tendency I have that I want to move away from is like, everything I do, I thrive when I'm like, Oh, I see how this ties into the puzzle of X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like, <laughs> like, I love learning. I love education. And, um, I can feel a little bit more lost when it comes to doing something for the joy of it. Like I've been putting off going, signing up for a dance class and I've been wanting to dance. I've been Bianca, wanting to me too. What? Me too. And in fact, at the end of this month, there's one location here that for young adults can do modern classes. And <gasps> Amber, I've been looking modern. for modern classes specifically. Oh, oh my God. Yes, really? yes. And I've been waiting because most of the dance students around here is like young kids, young kids, young kids. Yes, yes, and I was yes. like, I, I need a class for me. So I thought about doing one-on-ones. There's a place like 20 minutes that I can go and start doing modern classes. And I'm like, I'm signing up. Like I have to make this the priority because it's about my joy at the end of the day. So I hope that you find this modern class of yours. Wait, when are you doing it? (laughs) I'm doing it like literally, I think it starts in two weeks. Okay. Yeah. I've been having trouble. So I, growing up, I danced hip hop for years and I didn't like, I love it, but I, I really wanted something different, but I love dance and, um, Actually, what really made me, what sparked it in me is, um, oh my gosh, someone just signed up for nostalgia now. Oh my gosh. It's because we're talking about it. It's because at this very moment in time, even though no one has heard this episode yet, the energy I just put out about nostalgia now, like four times, it's like, hello, I'm signing up. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not taking any credit for this, guys. <laughs> Take whatever credit you want. You probably talk about it more than I do, honestly. I mean, I talk about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just know that your identity will not be revealed, but you are so, so I'm celebrating right this now. person. <laughs> um, sorry, I just like looked at my phone because I have to pick up my son pretty soon, and I all of a sudden I was like, "Yeah, sorry guys, I and, arrived late to this call." Um, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Okay, so with the dance. I don't know if you've seen it, but this is a tangent. I might cut this out. Probably, actually, no, I won't cut this no, out. keep forever. it. I love talking um, about dance. <laughs> um, do you like Hozier or, or do you know him? Yeah, yeah. The, the singer. Yeah. So his song, Work Song, I believe it's Work Song. I think, I think it is. That's my favorite song ever. But this music video of his, they're doing modern dance. And I just. Oh, I, I have to look this up because mo- um, modern is my favorite. Oh my God. And I've never done it before. And I just have just always felt this pull and you know, the brain says, but why? Like you're, you know, you're 30 something years old. Like you're not going to be in no competitions or become a dancer. Why are you doing that? I want to do it. I just want to, I just really want to. And part of me is like, I'm going to feel so silly. I'm out of shape. I'm this, I'm that. Like, what if I don't remember my biggest thing? Here we go. My biggest thing is what if I don't pick up the moves as quickly? Like, cause I don't remember choreography as quickly. And it's the same thing that came up for me. I actually brought it up in, um, or, or in a way in our call earlier, Amber of the mastermind. Um, when I was, I went to do a contract job at a studio, I felt in me this feeling of severe unrest until I knew I could exceed expectations And I was like, whoa, what is that? Why is that? Like, and why is it that we're so sophisticated that in some areas of life, we can so boldly do the opposite, but in others, it's like, we're a different entity. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm choosing this completely me, you know, carving out my path. No one even knows what I'm doing type of thing. And I'm okay with that. Because there are, maybe it's because there are no expectations because no one knows what the hell I'm doing. But then in this other regard, I'm like, I'm only okay if I feel like I'm doing better than expected, you know? So, and you know, what's funny is I wasn't once concerned that I'm out of shape for this modern class. Not once. And now that you said it, my mind was like, oh no. Oh, Amber, you are out of shape. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? This is, this is a great part where I can be like, hi, inner voice. Are you here? Yes. Is it safe for me to feel my feelings? Yes. Let me tap into the feelings of, of not, you know, huffing and puffing, like the embarrassment. That's the, the emotion, the embarrassment I'm already projecting into the future. Steve, what's so funny about that is that look at us ping bonging. What's so funny about that to me is that when I say out of shape, I'm a, like, I don't even, I get out of shape going up my stairs in my house. Like I'm, I'm not even concerned about that. I'm concerned about out of like the shape of like being able to perform as if, as if this is like a performance type of thing, which it's not, it's for the joy of it. But again, when I danced, I was going to competitions. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Oh, I must do it. Duh, duh, duh. So it's just, I love, I love unearthing how different all of our, like, one sentence could trigger us both in different ways. Like I didn't oh, think about it that like that at all. You thought it like that. Um, <laughs> there's something else that happened. I was with my partner and I was like, Oh my God, we have so many different. Oh no, 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 no. It was, I was having a conversation with some of my dearest friends and um, their coaches. And I would say that I'm more, you know, in the last year or two, just becoming more and more ingrained in this life coach arena um, but I, it's so funny cause I listened to them talk about how, you know, um, how many and how saturated and I don't have that perception at all. It's like right, right. at all. And, but it's funny because I have that feeling about, even though I ignore it and it really doesn't give me any baggage, but photographers always say the market is so saturated, so saturated. It's like, yeah, to you, but not really to people that are not photographers, you know? It's just, it's so interesting. Um, when do you have to go? Just so. I'm oh, um, five, in five minutes. Okay. Okay. So this will be quick. And this is totally putting you on the spot, but like, do Uh-oh. not answer and to like, or, or don't even respond. Like, don't even think about this until after. 
But today, Amber was talking about Amber Lieserman, our coach, um, this one of our business coaches, um, talked about how she pays for hotel rooms for her guests to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she again, we're like she's talking, so we could then share our money fears, so then she could help in like the ping ponging, right? So she says that, and instantly. Ready for this, guys? This is how amazing Bianca is at her photography. I was like, I am bringing Bianca to my event in 2023. I'm paying for her damn hotel room. It's like, I, I am going to get rich so I can bring Bianca to New Hampshire, pay for her hotel room so she can be the photographer of my event. And, and like, that's how amazing we are. So I don't care how saturated the market is. Once you get to know people and you get to see their hearts, like, Oh my God. It's amazing. Like your work is incredible. Full body goosebumps feeling very emotional in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) That's just so, uh, it speaks so much to like, and again, you know what? We're wrapping up this with a bow in that. Look at that. Just look at that. There's so many other people like, you probably even Googling like near me, like there's just so many options, but like a soul is a soul is a soul. And it's that person. It's like, it doesn't, you know, it's funny because I can get very wrapped up in like analysis paralysis and like wanting to do my due diligence and like research all of the options before I choose X, Y, Z. But there's something about a person when you like connect with a person where the feeling of like having to investigate all of my options falls away, yeah. just falls away. Like when I was looking at, um, for my, uh, we didn't end up getting married, but for my vow photos, we call them the vows. Cause we got dressed up in our, my dress and his, whatever. And we did it. Um, so we flew I out. I have my- to know this story at some point. Cause like I hear bits and pieces of whatever. And I'm like, there is not a full picture for me here. No, I, love I love it. I love it. 13, 14 years and (laughs) whatever. It's a piece of paper at this point. Anyway, we flew out my, my dearest friend that I used to work with, he was a, he's a wedding photographer from uh, California. And then what I was really having trouble with is videographer because I didn't know Mm. a videographer. And so I didn't have the meeting connection and I felt very like overwhelmed. I was like looking and you know, I'm looking at it with like 14 different eyes, like of what I wanted. And I felt so stressed. And the second I found the one I had zero um, impulse to like look for further. It's just like that. I looked up so a hundred. The you know. universe for signs of who it is that you want to interact with, whether it be a photographer, a videographer, or like what grocery store you want to go to. Mm. You can ask your inner voice or soul these questions and you can go to the exact location without your mind interfering with the 10,000 reasons why you shouldn't or should do something else. And, the, and I, and it's also that, you know, deep down that like, especially when it's something like this, like choosing someone like you creating an event is like one of the most precious things that you could do and foster. Like, so anyone that you pull into that is so imperative, like what energy they bring. And I just actually did a post um, before we hopped on about how, you know, I know as like photographers, at least like we could leave a session and be like, Oh, I could have done X. I could have done Y. I could have done Z. I wish I would have thought to go up there and take the photo instead of there. But really my number one comment before anything else is that we need to remember that the end product, like the photograph is part of the equation. The most important is the experience because even if you take the most gorgeous photos and the energy was not what it should, though that energy is attached to the images. So when you look, not only did you impact the integrity of the experience, But then when the person's looking at the photos, they're thinking, oh, we were so hurried because there was a lot of pressure because the sun was going down and this and that. Like we, there's so much attached to like everything. So, um, just being present with the experience and the energy that you want to have is uh, everything else can just fall into place after that. Yes. 1000%. And there's also like, when I was thinking about photographers before today, there was two that came to mind. I was like, I wonder like how I'm going to choose. I was like, you know what? It's it's like nine months from now. I'm solid. Like I got some time. <laughs> and then Amber said her comment of just the hotel room. And I got the intuitive ping, the intuitive nudge, my soul being like Bianca. And I was mm-hmm. like, 
You know what? She just went away for two weeks. She could totally do a weekend in New Hampshire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was the last podcast episode. <laughs> Hopefully, I won't puke after yours. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna get some alone time. I'm gonna this. I'm gonna that. I'm spending it over. Well, you a have you have um the the weekend that you're up in New Hampshire, anyways, for Amber's thing, so you can get adjusted at least. Yes, <laughs> training ground. Anyway, um, Amber, Thank this has been on. a pleasure, as of course, and um, I, I will actually speak to you tomorrow because I'm gonna be coming on your podcast. Um, I'm sure this is not the last time. Luckily, uh. Let us know where can we find more information about the temple. Uh, anything that uh, Amber says right now will be in the show notes. Uh, so just go over to the spiritofutemple.com. From there, you can find my Instagram. You can find my podcast. You can find the soul activation call where you can get that for free. And then you can sign up for the temple if you're feeling called to the temple or like just explore. Explore my site. Thank you so much, Amber. I honestly, it's such a unique offering and so needed and gorgeous. So thank you for bringing that forward and thank you for being here. Thank you, my dear. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you are not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.